Hey everybody and welcome back to Steve's NRL Footy Tips for Finals Week 2. I'm your host Stephen Westway. It's a Thursday morning, I've got a coffee in hand and I'm ready to talk about these two elimination semi-finals that we're going to see this weekend. They're going to be blockbuster matches. Two teams are going to have their season ended this weekend and two teams are going to find themselves one win away from a grand final. It's going to be huge. I can't wait to watch the action. I can't wait to preview the action on today's podcast Finals week one last week, though, was one of the best opening weeks of a final series we've ever seen. Three massive upsets. But to start the round, the Penrith Panthers once again proved their dominance with a massive 27-8 victory over the Parramatta Eagles. There's a lot of people that saying the Premiership is theirs to lose, and people have been saying that all season due to their dominance. And, you know, Nathan Cleary back on board, he didn't look rusty at all. He was at his absolute best and, um, you know, controlled the Penrith Panthers to a dominant victory over the Parramatta Eels. And it wasn't like Parramatta didn't come to play. They stood up in the first 20 minutes and really tried to match the intensity with the Penrith Panthers. And they got in a position where they could have caused Penrith some defensive pressure on their goal line. But in a lot of those instances, it looks like Parramatta even made an unforced error or a poor choice with the football. And, you know, the pressure got put off Penrith who, meanwhile, when they got down Parramatta's end of the field, they made their opportunities count. They capitalised um, on the opportunities that were presented to them, and that's why they end up getting away late in the match. And Mitchell Moses going down to injury was a massive moment in the game. I believe it was 13-8 to eight at the time. But ultimately, it looked like Parramatta was struggling at that point in the game, and when he went off, they just kind of self-destructed. So all eyes are on Mitchell Moses this week. Will he back up? Will he be playing in this elimination final against the Canberra Raiders on Friday night? Reports are that he will. But even if he does play, will he be at 100%? Is there truly no concussion symptoms? Or is he just doing anything and everything he can do for the Parramatta Eels to get on the field and make a difference come Friday night? In the other three games that we saw... <coughs> excuse me. On the weekend, we saw the Canberra Raiders... Defeat in a huge upset at the Melbourne Storm. Now, if you guys on the podcast last week, and I want to thank all my guests for being on the show last week, Matt Dupont, Matt Codzeroo, Josh Duncan, and Nicolci Matreski. Nicolci predicted the Canberra Raiders, and so did a few of the other guys like Matt Codzeroo, to upset the Melbourne Storm. And I thought the Storm would come out and be that dominant Melbourne Storm side we've seen over the last 20 years. But they were vulnerable uh, very early in that contest. And I know they scored the opening try, but their defense just wasn't up to scratch. That ends the career, the Melbourne Storm career at least, of the likes of Kenny Bromwich, Jesse Bromwich, Felicia Fusi and Brennan Smith, four key components of their forward back that have been at the Storm for a long period of time and have won premierships there. But, you know, Canberra, credit to them. They came out and they played some enterprising football and really upset the Melbourne Storm in the key moments. And Joseph Tarpany and Josh Papali set the platform. Jamil Fogarty controlled the game really well and that was a big difference maker for the Canberra Raiders on Saturday night. The other Saturday game was the North Queensland Cowboys versus the Cronulla Sharks. Didn't have that same intensity as the rest of the finals that we saw this weekend, but the Cowboys, despite being down by eight points with eight minutes left when Connor Tracy got sin-binned for stopping Valentine Holmes, an opportunity to score in the 71st minute, I believe. The Cowboys went for the two points and they end up getting a very late try to send at the golden point, courtesy of Jason Tamalolo in the 80th minute. 10 minutes of overtime, we didn't see any points scored. And then in golden point, Valentine Holmes iced the game with a two-point field goal. In the Sunday game, 
Tensions fired up. There were seven players sinbinned. It was the all-time record in a rugby league game, but the Rabbitohs were victorious 30-14 to over the Sydney Roosters and eliminated the Roosters from the 2022 Premiership. Latrell Mitchell scored when the Rabbitohs were down to 11 men, 13 on 11, and the fact that they kept the Raiders, uh, the Roosters scoreless in that period and scored a try their own, I think, was the difference maker. The Roosters weren't helped by the loss of Angus Crichton and James Tedesco, uh, their inspirational leaders who both went down via concussion, and you know Tom Burgess finds himself with two weeks on the sideline due to that tackle. But at the end of the day, it looked like the Rabbitohs just wanted more on the day, and you know that defence that they showed despite being down two men. Uh, was crucial for them surviving another week in this competition. And now they find themselves in a do-or-die match against the Cronulla Sharks this week. So we're going to get into all the action for the two semi-finals, the elimination games this weekend. But before we do, please remember to like Steve's NRL Footy Tips, wherever you guys listen to your favourite podcast, whether it be on Anchor, Apple Podcast, or Spotify. Subscribe, leave a review. I want to thank everybody for their support this year. Now let's get to the elimination finals action, and the action all kicks off this Friday night from 7.50 p.m. And the elimination final kicks off at 7.50 from Combank Stadium when the Parramatta Eels host the Canberra Raiders up there in front of the Parramatta faithful at Parramatta. And, you know, we saw it happen last week. We just recapped it. But the Canberra Raiders headed into this finals campaign with not a lot of expectation to them. They scraped into the top eight after the collapse of the Brisbane Broncos. But... You know, over the last two months of football, they've probably been one of the most consistent teams in the competition, and their free-flowing football and the second-phase football that they get from the likes of their forwards that, you know, are big but also versatile and had that durability and, um, you know, that ability to break open a game, guys like Papalihi and, of course, the forward leader and Joseph Tarpanay with those offloads um, have made the Canberra Raiders to a threat in any team in this, to any team in this competition, and... Ricky Stewart loves the underdog tag, and they're going to go into this match against the Parramatta Eels with that underdog tag. And, you know, they set up 20 points against the Melbourne Storm last week, the Canberra Raiders, but they didn't seem like they were in trouble, and they seemed confident at all points and facets of that game of football. The Storm, you know, as the game went on, they started to get fatigued, and their forwards just couldn't match it with the, um, you know, as I mentioned, the mobile and versatile forward to the Canberra Raiders. So it's going to be interesting to see how they match up against Parramatta, because obviously Parramatta, I mentioned, they matched the intensity of the Penrithians last uh, Friday night, but they couldn't maintain that intensity. And when Penrith, you know, were in trouble and had to defend their goal line, Parramatta made it easy for them to do so, because... They went away from that enterprising, throw-flowing football that they used the previous two times they versed Penrith. Um, that obviously led to two massive upsets early in the season. So, you know, we know this this Parramatta side is capable of winning this premiership. We know it. We know that they can beat any team on their day. But for some reason, when it comes to finals football, they just seem to... I don't know if it's panic football, but something... The occasion seems to get to them, and you know, sometimes it overrules them. And Mitchell Moses is going to be a constant question mark heading into this game. Obviously, they've named him in the Tuesday team list, and he seems very confident that he'll line up for them. But even if he does play, which it's looking like he will, is he going to be at 100% against the Canberra Raiders? Because you know, we can know the effects of HIA, we know the effects of the concussion to the point where you know, Moses 
will be doing anything he can play because this is what he trains all year to do. But there could still be some lingering concussion, um, you know, symptoms. And hopefully there's not. Hopefully he is telling the truth and it's all fired. He's, it's all, you know, he's fired up, he's ready to go and there's no lingering consequences due to the concussion last week. But you never know in these situations. And for the Eagles to beat Canberra, I think they've just got to continue to lay the platform with their forward back like they've done so well at various points of the season. I've always mentioned the Regan Campbell Killard and Junior Paulo one-two punch, so to speak, where they both take early tackle count carries and obviously you know get the quick play of the ball and the other one can strike quickly and they can make 20, 20 to 30 metres quickly just based on their two props. I think that the rest of their forward pack has done a superb job of doing some clean-up work, so to speak. Sean Lane's been dynamic when he gets... The opportunity to run and find some space out there and if you can line him up against the likes of you know Jamil Fogarty in this game you could find success there but you know Madison Nakore they've done a lot of clean up work as well um, around that middle of the rock which is good to see for Parramatta but I feel like it's going to have to be a, a tr- truly team effort because Canberra have got a lot of confidence they've got the running of the football they feel like they're a team with a lot of momentum and I think that it's a big case that you could make that could cause a massive boiler over, uh, boil over on Friday night and potentially upset the Parramatta Eels. And I'd like to see the likes of Sevo and, and Wonga Blake take some hard carries out from their own line. Obviously, Wonga Blake had his defensive deficiencies last week. He just needs to work on it throughout the week. And really, you know, if you can, bro, you've got to expect that um, the Eels will be ready for you to put pressure on Blake and that side of the football, uh, that side of the field with your kicks. But obviously, Parramatta, you've got to prepare for it and you've got to be ready for it. So it'll be interesting to see the tactics deployed by both the coaches. But really, the likes of Wyden um, and Fogarty versus Moses and Dylan Brown, who are, you know, Wyden and Dylan Brown are just game breakers that can really have an influence on the game. But they can also have quieter games, especially Dylan Brown, where if you don't have the running of the football, he struggles to make an impact. So... Um, I feel like who controls this game is going to be dictated by that big forward pack battle. I feel like the Canberra Raiders forward pack's a little bit more mobile than Parramatta's, but Parramatta can make a lot of easy metres through the infields of the field, in the middle of that field, that rock area, very quickly, and Canberra have to watch that for sure. So I'm interested to see the battle up front, and you know the likes of Clint Gustin for Parramatta, I think he's crucial, and how he's going to pick his moments to get involved in the offensive line and try to, um, you know, find opportunities and sniff around that ruck there. And just, if you can see a, a marker that's maybe slow to get back or a defender that's slow to get back, Guffson should be there to capitalise. But, you know, I think what's going to be the difference on Friday night is Parramatta's mindset. Now, Parramatta in finals, in my opinion, they beat themselves. They have to be confident. They have to be... You know, trusting in everything they've worked in the systems that they've worked on all season, and I think that if they can get out of their own head, Parramatta, and just play football and the football that they played where they've been successful in the periods this year, then they should be enough for the Canberra Raiders. But it's all that head pressure that gets them, and you know, the winner of this game has a huge opportunity against North Queensland next week to get into a grand final. The Cowboys are going to have the advantage up there. Townsville in the heat up there. Um, you know, there's going to be a massive crowd behind them to try to support the Cowboys and get them into the grand final. But, you know, I'd still probably prefer to be playing the North Queensland Cowboys over the Penrith Panthers. So whoever wins this game, massive opportunity to make a grand final. But 
it's going to be the team that really controls the early stages of this game that are going to go on to win it. And I think if you know if Parramatta get on top of Canberra and their forward pack early, then they're going to score a lot of points and maybe run away with this in the back end of the game. And likewise for Canberra, if they come out and play that second phase football that we've seen be so successful, if Parramatta allow them to do that, then they can really put the sword to Parramatta um, you know, in the second half of this game. So I think at the start of this game, the first 10 to 15 minutes, the intensity, how each side is going to go into those first 10 to 15 minutes is really going to set the pace and decide the win of this contest. And I think it will be Parramatta in front of their home triad. Canberra have done a remarkable job and Ricky Stewart will love hearing something like this where, you know, everybody's tipping Parramatta. But they've done such a remarkable job this season and this last few months in particular of getting back up. They were in all sorts after 10 rounds. But I just think that if we're looking at the X-Factors on the field, for Parramatta, we've got Moses, Marnie, Guffson, and Dylan Brown. That whole spine can break a game open. If I'm looking at Canberra, I'm looking probably at Jack Warden. I might be looking at Hudson Young. And I'm really looking at Fogarty to control the game with his kicking um, game. But I think that Guffson will be ready for it. And... I think that might neglect and negate his impact, especially the Parramatta forwards can put a bit of um, pressure on him. So I expect Parramatta to come out this game fired up and ready to make amends after last weekend's second half effort against Canberra. And I think Parramatta will be too strong. I've got Parramatta by 14 on Friday night, but I can easily see it, see it being the other way and Canberra um, producing a, a massive upset. But it's going to be an intriguing contest. These teams have never played in finals football, and out of the 62 times that they played each other, it's the Canberra Raiders that have 32 to 30 winning records. So, you know, it's going to be a big match come Friday night, and I'm excited to see it, but I've got Parramatta just being a little bit too strong for the Canberra Raiders. And the second elimination semi-final kickstarts at Allianz Stadium at 8 p.m. on Saturday evening. The Cronulla Sharks hosting the Sydney Rabbitohs, and the Sharks coming off a heartbreaking loss in Golden Point last week in front of their faithful there um, in the Shire. They had the game well in hand with eight minutes to go and it all slipped away after Connor Tracy got sin-binned and their defence really didn't aim up and get the two points at the end of the day. And really, despite the fact that they were up by eight, the fact that they allowed 30 points to be scored against them doesn't bode well for a Cronulla Sharks side that is so known for their defence and the defensive efforts. So you expect a lot of improvement in that area this week. As for the Rabbitohs, they survived an absolute war against the Sydney Roosters, one of the games of the decade, in my opinion. I know that there's been some controversy over whether um, you know it went too far and it's not a very good advertisement for rugby league, but I think that it reminded me of old 1980s, 1970s finals match, and I loved it. And I mean, the referees did a good job controlling it. Obviously, Tedesco and Crichton being out of the game early on didn't help the Roosters and you know I think they let their emotions get the better of them and see us held it together a little bit more but um, coming out of that game Tom Burgess he's out for two weeks he won't play again until the green final if see us were to make it that far he's going to be a massive loss because when he came on the field last week he really upped the tempo and got the Rabbitohs forward pack back in the contest because the Roosters were bashing them in the first 15 minutes and Totola and Burgess were kind of the only resistance in terms of taking those hard carries up. So CS are going to have to be aware of that. I think they really set a platform with the defensive efforts, being down 13 to 11 last week, um, and not conceding any points for two periods of the contest. And in fact, Latrell Mitchell, when he scored, despite the Rabbitohs being two men down, um, really 
help the Rabbitohs get over the line because it was a fantastic individual try, but it also let the Rabbitohs get the football again and wasted several minutes um, of the Rabbitohs, of the Roosters touching the ball in that 10 minutes. And defence wins premierships, and the Panthers have shown and led the way in that regard for several years now. But CR Sydney improving their defence in the big games of the season could, you know, they could reap the benefits of that in a few weeks' time. And, you know, the winner of this game goes on and versus Penrith in the preliminary final to get to the green final. It's going to be a, you know, monster task for either one of these teams to get up and beat Penrith. But I think if any team can do it, it's probably South Sydney. You know, either that green final rematch and that rivalry. I question whether Cronulla can rise to the occasion because they don't have a huge amount of finals experience together as a unit, this young side. Um, they've got some veterans like McKinnis and Finucane that have been there and done it. But, you know, it's going to be a big ask against the Penrith side. And, you know, I, I think Cronulla can definitely win this weekend, but I don't know if they can beat the Panthers next week. Why? You know, I don't know if South will win this weekend necessarily, but I think they've got a bigger chance of beating the Panthers next week than the Cronulla Sharks do because they've got that finals experience, they've got that edge to them, and they've got game breaking players like, you know, Walker, Latrell, Murray, kind of all over the park. Damien Cook's another one. So, you know, it's going to be a big match this week. And I'm actually going up there to Allianz. It's going to be a huge... It's my first time at the new stadium. It's going to be an electric atmosphere. I'm looking forward to it. The Swans are playing next door at the SCG at 4.30 in the afternoon. It's going to be a sellout because they're playing to get to a grand final. So there's going to be, you know, close to 90,000 people at that game. So it's going to be chaos getting to the stadium, but I'm looking forward to it. And I'm looking forward to seeing how Cronulla back up after that narrow defeat last week. As I mentioned, the defence wasn't up to scratch. It didn't have that finals intensity. And the Rabbitohs, in the meanwhile, you know, went for an absolute war to get to this point of the, you know, finals week two. And that can have one of two effects for CF. They can, you know, really rally up and they'll be battle-hardened and ready to go to war again. Or it could, you know, have completely... I guess capsized their season and that could have been their green final last week for Cronulla do they have that um, ability to rise to the next level and get into the finals grind now we've seen them be a grindy side so much in the past and you know fighting and scrapping for every meter of their game but it simply wasn't there last week they've had a soft run into the finals Nico Hines and Will Kennedy were both good last week but I feel like um, against CR Sydney they really need their forward pack to aim up and you know, Finucane and Cameron McInnes will lead the way for it. But in big game situations, I just don't know um, if Cronulla have that, I guess, class about them to be able to compete with the big teams. And, you know, I feel like they'll be fired up and ready to go. But that intensity over 80 minutes, I think Souths have got that, you know, desire to win. And not that Cronulla don't, but as I mentioned, they haven't been in too many big games together. Moylan... And Hines, that combination has been a work in progress all year. And I think Moylan's had a much improved season of 2021 and, you know, years before that. But in the big games, I just feel like, yeah, look at this side and see us. Did they get the running early and get things their way early in the contest? I can really see them running away with it. And, you know, it'd be a shame for Cronulla to go back, to go out in straight sets. But um, for Cronulla to win this game, I think that the likes of, Wade Graham, Dale Finucane have to put as much pressure on Lachlan Ilias as possible and try to stop his kicking game because if Seahawks get down their end, I just don't see how the um, Sharks' defensive structures stop Latrell and Cody Walker for 80 minutes. Now, these two teams, they've never played the... Um, well, sorry, they played in one finals contest throughout their history. It was 
the Sharks eliminated the Rabbitohs in week one of 2015. But the game that I really want to go back to, and um, by the way, I forgot to mention at the start of the uh, preview that they played in 91 games, and the Sharks have a 47-41 a advantage over the Rabbitohs in their history. Three draws, but 21-20 to earlier in the season, the Sharks survived against South Sydney, and... You know, the Rabbitohs had three missed field goals via Latrell Mitchell. He couldn't ice the game, but it was a real struggle. And Cronulla were all over the top of South Sydney in that second half. But South showed the grit and determination to stay in the contest. And, um, you know, that was back in round 20. And I think South have improved since then. But I also think that the Rabbitohs showed that they were able to uh, to try to grind out that win to the point where they got opportunities to win. Now, obviously, Cronulla got the two points and... Top Bird just got, I believe, sent off in that game through a high tackle, similar to last week. And Cronulla, you know, managed to get the other end and kick the field goal. But I just feel like CFs have so much more momentum than Cronulla at the moment. Cronulla kind of, you know, walked into the finals while the Rabbitohs have had to do it the hard way, but they've done it in a way where, you know, they're confident they can come up and in their best day beat any team that they come across and... You know, you, you want to see these electric players from Cronulla if you're a Cronulla fan. Hines and Kennedy getting open space and feeding the ball out to those exciting players they got out in the edges like um, Mulatalo and Ramian and big Talakai. If you can get him one-on-one with maybe Isaiah Tass, um, then, you know, maybe you'll be able to barge over. But if he's lined up against Canberra Graham, Graham's defence has, you know, been outstanding this season for the most of the year. And... Um, you know, I just feel like CFs have got more strike weapons and CFs can get momentum early in this contest. I don't see why CFs Sydney aren't winning and going up against Penrith next week. And that might sound biased because I'm a Rabideau supporter, but I really just don't think that Cronulla are on the same level as CFs at the moment, especially if Cronulla can't get, you know, um, early points. They Most of the time they're winning after 20 minutes, Cronulla, and they find a way to go on with it. But if CFs Sydney can... Start the game well. I think Seahawks will be too strong and go on with it. But let's not underestimate Cronulla. Obviously, they're going to fight to the bitter end. And um, But, yeah, I just feel like Seahawks are on another level last week than Cronulla. And, um, you know, I know a lot of people praise the Cowboys-Sharks game as well. But for me, that wasn't finals football. Um, there wasn't the urgency there. There wasn't the defensive urgency. And, you know, I think Cronulla have to go to another level if they're going to compete with a Rabbitohs side that, you know, they will be hurting after Sunday. And it's a short turnaround. But... You know, what they gained from that game, the confidence they've gained after versing, you know, the likes of the Storm, the Panthers, the Roosters, the Eels over the, you know, recent times, the Cowboys as well. I think they can take that confidence and, you know, really go on a run here and set up a huge grand final rematch against the Panthers next week. So I've got the Rabbitohs um, winning this game by 16 points. And I think that Cam Murray and his ball work through the middle of the field probably could be the difference for South Sydney. And um, I think... It, might be high scoring because CS have the points has the tendency to leak points as well at certain parts of the game historically this season. But I think that overall CS just had too much firepower for the Sharks to to stop, unfortunately. And you know, I might be proven wrong on this podcast, but that's just the way I'm feeling. I've got CS by sixteen on Saturday night. Just to recap my tips from finals week two, I'm going to go the Parramatta Eels to beat the Canberra Raiders and the South Sydney Rabbitohs to beat the Cronulla Sharks. If you're looking for a bet of the week, I feel like the Eels 13 plus and the Rabbitohs 13 plus in a 
Multi is paying ten dollars and is really good there. You maybe I'm overestimating both CR Sydney and Parramatta. Maybe I'm wrong about both of them. Maybe the Raiders and the Sharks will win, but I've just got this feeling that if you know things go right and it's a dry surface surface in both games and not much due on the field, then the Rabbitohs and the Eels are the classy outfits. And um, but we, yeah, we'll see what happens. Finals football is known for its surprises. It's known for its um, you know entertaining games and. You never know, the Raiders and the Sharks might be able to both get up with upsets this weekend. So enjoy your football anyway, guys. It's going to be, you know, a big weekend for all. And as a CR Sydney fan, I hope I'm right with my prediction. And um, it, I'm pretty confident, not going to lie, but I could be back on this podcast next week and we might be eliminated. So we'll see what happens. Enjoy your football this weekend, guys. we got two weeks left after this weekend, so follow Steve's NRL footy tips till the end of the season. I've enjoyed doing this podcast for another season and I hope you enjoy your football this weekend. I'll see you guys next week on Steve's NRL Free Tips.